Okay, welcome to another episode of the Off and HD podcast. I almost said the No Fox Given podcast because I've been watching that so often recently. I feel like that's a really big inspiration for this podcast. By the way, I'm just going to jump straight in. Usually I talk for a minute just about what's going on in my life. But I'll weave that into this whole episode. So I've been watching a lot of the No Fox Given podcast because I've been working on this podcast for like two and a half years. Um... And I've talked about that a little bit on here, but the way I brainstormed this idea for this podcast was just to, uh, was to have a place to talk about what was going on in my life. And that's exactly what it is. But I want to, I want to tell the story multiple times and I don't want to, I don't want to tell it so many times that it gets redundant, but I want to tell it so many times that it's embedded into the viewers brains who a consistently watch and B are just coming to the podcast. So I came up with this idea when I was going through like quite a bit in my life. I had my grandpa in the hospital for uh, a knee surgery. He had a stroke and I came up with this idea during that time. Uh, I, I remember thinking about it in the in the hospital. I was staying, uh, I didn't stay the night in the hospital, but I was staying till 1, 2, and 3 in the morning because uh, so my mom's a teacher and my mom would my mom has the same schedule as me besides that she has to go in a little bit earlier and leave a little bit later just because it's her job and i was just going for school so i'm in school hours and she was a little bit before and after so the only time that we had was at night and we'd go at night and stay till like two three in the morning wake up do it like two days later and that was my schedule was just wake up eat go to school come home for a little bit, do whatever homework I had to do, then go to the hospital and check on my grandpa. At this point, I didn't have YouTube. Well, I did, but I didn't. Uh, I was at a really, like, weird state. That winter was so hard for me. Like, I really don't like talking about the past, but this is really what formed me into the person that I am now. There was a lot going on with stupid relationships, and I feel like I can't go a single episode without talking about a relationship, which is the dumbest thing. I feel like so much of your life is a, like through a relationship, whether it's like a relationship partner, the re- relationship with your parents or your friends. I, when you think about it, your whole life is built off of relationships, but there's always the interconnection relationship with yourself, and I just... I don't know. I feel like I don't focus on what's going on in my head enough. I don't know. Maybe. Well, this is all in my head. I think about this all the time. I'm directly portraying my thoughts right now. <laughs> but um, that winter was really, really rough. And I found, like, philosophy in that time. And, like, my favorite author, Alan Watts. And, yo... That's literally what got me through that winter. If it wasn't for that, then I'm not kidding. I would not be living right now. I usually wouldn't say something like this, but at that point, my life was a living hell. Like, I would come home and I'd have so much homework. Like, as a sixth grader, like I was a sixth grader at this point, I would come home, I would just have so much homework and no desire to live. Like, I, that sounds so, like, emo and edgy but it's the truth and i want to talk about it because i don't i want i want to let people that i want to let people know 
that were going through the same thing as I was, that you're not alone. Because I felt so alone in that time. And this is where I found artists like XXXTentacion, Lil Peep, and Juice, the iconic, like, emo rap of the 21st century. And it's just... It doesn't make sense to me how how I made it through that. Just something so simple like philosophy, and I feel like that's why I apply it to my life so much. I believe in the law of attraction, and it's been working. I've been uploading consistently this entire year. Uh, well, since February, because of relationship events. Um... Actually, I'm going to say I've been uploading, like, vlogs consistently since, like, February. At least once every week and maybe a few gaps, like, in a few different weeks. But uh, I've been working a lot, and a lot of that has been dealing with this broken computer, which is getting fixed slowly, slowly. I've been hinting at that in the vlogs, but I haven't fully, fully addressed it. I talked about it a little bit in the pod, the last podcast, and I put it at the end. I don't want to get into it further. I need to finish this story. <laughs> so, um, I found philosophy and all of this music and stuff, and it really, like, taught me you're not alone, and whatever you're going through, you can, you can get through it, and I, f- I found a lot in sports, especially track, and, uh, that's why track was so special to me this year, thank you guys so much for making that video do well, by the way, like, if you did anything to help promote the track video, I, uh, the track video I posted a few weeks ago, thank you, you have truly made that dream come true, that dream of uh, giving back to that teacher and coach because he was there to listen that entire time with my grandpa and uh he just told me to picture those emotions through sports and just give it your all and oh yeah i had track practice too it was school track practice homework stay at the hospital till three and that that vlog was filmed at the Burroughs track meet where every school in our peninsula comes and uh, comes and competes to see who does the best. And uh, the boys won, like for our school. And then another school called Skyview won for the girls. And our school is just so, so close to, so close to winning on the girls' side, but, uh, that vlog was the Burroughs meet, and I made it to, I, like, I qualified for Burroughs in sixth grade, but I dislocated my shoulder, that video will be up here, um, that was a crazy time, that was literally right before my grandpa was in the hospital, and then after my whole grandpa thing, it started in the summer, and, um, fractured my collarbone, which, uh, I might have done again, that's in another vlog, that'll come, it's a stupid long story, I don't, I'm not gonna get into it, just cause it's so fresh, 
You know, I don't know what's completely wrong with me. I'm not going to get into it any further. But, like, at this time, it was just so crazy for me. Having to balance, like, school, what's going on with my grandpa, my personal injuries, my personal life, the relationships, that well, relationship that I was trying to make that <laughs> didn't end up working. Uh, there was just so much going on, and I had no clue how to express those feelings, so I held them in. And it was terrible. And now I'm pouring it out into this podcast. I got the idea for this podcast at that time. And I'll put the clip in right here of me talking about it. That was a, that, that was during the summer. That was a, a vlog called R.I.P. Garrett's Trampoline. I'll put that video up there. It's not great. <laughs> and the reason why I didn't really have YouTube at that point was because I still had the GoPro. Like, I was still filming on this GoPro all the time. Like, I only use this when I need it now. And this GoPro documented what happened. It's all muddy. You... I'll let you guys use your imagination to think about what happened. Uh, oh my god, that sounded terrible. I don't know if you can hear that in the mic right here, but, like... This thing's definitely broken. This is a GoPro Hero 4 Session with a battery pack. I used this to film probably a thousand vlogs. Like, I was filming two and three vlogs a day every single day, but not posting them. Oh my god, that would have been a crazy time. Because that's when daily uploading was... That, that's the only way you can make it was doing daily upload. Now, if you're doing daily, you're doing too much like that's why i'm personally not doing daily uh i know daily does well in december and that's why i shoot for going daily in december but like always posting daily 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 so many of those youtubers from that time that were posting daily got so burnt out from doing that that it's just not part of the algorithm anymore like you just can't fit in that algorithm i mean it's definitely more chances to blow up and you might have a few videos but i don't think you'll gain a consistent viewership from uh, posting daily, and that's why I'm posting two videos a week, is because that's what I see fits well in the algorithm right now, and I hate abiding to an algorithm when I want to portray all these creative thoughts, and I don't know if it's healthy, but whenever I, like, have a creative thought, I am, like, I have to pull an all-nighter and just get all of it done in one night. That's what I did last night. I was up till, like, 3.34, and the only reason why I went to bed was because my computer was acting up. So I just shut it down and I said, I'll just work on this in the morning. Woke up at 11, worked from 11 to 5, now it's 9. Um, in that four-hour time frame, I ate and uh, went to film again at the beach. And I filmed a segment that was similar to this. That'll be in another video that will be out at the end of the year. But um, it was just so, like, it's such a different thing that I've ever, like, experienced, uh, like, this whole YouTube thing, because if you don't, like, if, if you have an idea and you don't immediately portray it, then you're either gonna have, like, a bad video that's not gonna do well, or someone else is gonna take your video, like, um, around the time when I made the video called letting Instagram control my life or like I let Instagram control my life for a day or something like that, like up there, um, Eric made a video really similar 
And I had that idea because I was scrolling through Instagram. And I had that idea to make that video. And then I saw Arak did it. And I was like, oh, Lord. But then that led me down a rabbit hole of Arak. Because I knew who he was and I subscribed to him when he was doing the whole, like, like right after he did the, what's it called? The, like, save Arak thing. Because I saw him all over everyone's Instagram story. Uh... And that led me down a rabbit hole, like, how can I make videos like him? Because his videos are really entertaining. How can I grow like him? And I, ever since I started applying these things that he's doing, I've been growing more. And it's all artificial growth, too. And I have seen so many ads for different things. Like, you sign into your YouTube channel, and then it's essentially like a... It's like Social Blade, but it gives you artificial real growth. But it's essentially just bots that are subscribing to you, and it's... Really easy way to kill your channel. I know people who have done it. Who kills your channel faster than anything? Faster than uploading terrible videos. Like, I feel like it's to a point where YouTube is... Like, you can blow up for the most random things. Because you can blow up for TikTok compilations. Like, that's probably the easiest way to blow up on YouTube right now. Is, like, posting TikTok compilations or re-uploading TikToks onto YouTube. It's a really easy way to blow up. It's really minimal work, too. I just feel like... Like, we had Vine, and then it transitioned to all YouTube vlogs, and then YouTube vlogs to TikTok. And now it's TikTok on YouTube, and YouTubers going to TikTok, and TikTokers going to YouTube, and all of it mixing. And it's just the weirdest space right now to be in. It's a really weird creative space. So, like, with, with like, all of this like so saturated place everyone's attention span is just going further further down like i was watching a video about steezy kane and he was talking it was with one of his friends and he was talking about like uh how how you don't want to become youtube famous because you're just not going to be happy once you get there and like he said, I'll compile this one-hour conversation into three minutes because y'all have the attention span of an acorn. And that was the most true thing I've heard. This whole year, I've spent condensing down my videos to less than 10 minutes as much as I can because I know 10 minutes doesn't put you in the algorithm like it used to. Like, I used to push for my videos to be 10 minutes and over because that's what used to fit in the algorithm. But when I took my gap of around, like, eight to nine months, like, when my grandpa was dying, um, I don't know if I should say that. Like, when my grandpa was in the hospital, that was when I took my gap. And, like, my whole sixth grade year was a gap besides when I had my concussion because that's when I figured out I could work the most. And I feel like that concussion completely evolved my mindset because it really showed me how I can work and how I can make my videos better. But I didn't apply any of it. I actually learned a lot and didn't apply any of it until the su the next summer. I'll get into that summer in a minute after I talk about this. So, it's just such a weird creative space. And when I got the M50, I, I just felt so motivated and so like empowered to film content. So that's what I did. 
That's all I did for like six months. I uploaded consistently for the longest time. I pumped out a video every single day of December in 2019. That was the most stressful month of my life. Let me explain to you why. This was my exact schedule. Wake up, 6 a.m. Every single day. Well, I do that every single day, either way. But this is so much more work because I'm not going to bed till like 1, 2 in the morning every single day. I would try to go to bed, but I couldn't because there were so many creative ideas in my head. But I couldn't portray any of it because I was on the most restrictive time. Like, my time was so restricted with what I could do. So, I'd wake up at 6 a.m. I'd eat. Then I'd go to school. Go to school till like 3. Get home 3. Edit what I had before. Then pre-upload it. And then do homework till like midnight 1 to sometimes 3. And then my school ends for Christmas break. I'm pumping out so much content. But it wasn't very high quality content. And this is where I learned you get burnt out very, very quickly. And I feel like this is why there is almost no daily content on YouTube anymore. And if it is, it's really short videos. Because that's the easiest way to not get burnt out and to do well. Because YouTube's at a state right now where it's short, really creative videos doing well. And if it's a long video, it has to be extremely creative and things punching in and out every two to three minutes. Eric. This is how Eric did well. And the reason why I started this podcast at the start of this year was because I was in a state again where I did not know how to express my feelings. Because I had someone that I was always expressing my feelings expressing my feelings to, but then heh, up and left. So then I'm FaceTiming all my friends all the time. Just like just explaining to them what's going on in my head. And I thought I've had this idea for this podcast. Podcasts are blowing up right now. Take what Tanner Fox is doing. Do a spinoff on it. Do it your own. This is what I mean by you need to portray your creative ideas as fast as you can. I directly copied Tanner Fox on this podcast. I'll admit it. Usually I wouldn't explain my game plan, but this game plan game plan has already has already been explained in Tanner Fox's podcast. Shout out to Tanner Fox. I'll put a link up here to his No Fox Given podcast. If you guys have not checked that out, please do. I suggest watching the Haley Dagan Haley Deegan. Haley Deegan episode and the Cody Walker episode. Those are two very interesting episodes. Also, just ones where it's Maverick and Tanner just going back and forth. I've watched Tanner Fox for a minute, and he was really the reason why I kind of like starting started YouTube. Like on this GoPro, I was really interested in like hoverboards and skateboarding and scooter and BMX, and I saw his video. It was the one with him. Uh. It was the video with him and his friend Rocco, and they it was like the the hoverboard video, and that got me so interested in like how I can film and there was it, it was filmed on a I think it was a Canon everyone uses everyone used Canon T three eyes with a Rokin on fisheye to film that's what I learned very quickly like everyone filmed on very similar cameras. But I decided, no, I don't want to get that. I want to get a GoPro. I worked and got the GoPro. And then once I got the GoPro, I filmed on it. And I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Then I pushed to get like a Canon T3i, a fisheye. And 
it was back and forth with my parents for like two years. And I had enough money, but they wouldn't let me buy it. Never let me buy it. And then this led me to when I got the car. Um, if you know, you know. I don't want to explain it any further. That's just not the time. But then they finally let me buy it this summer of 2019. And I bought an M50. I didn't buy a, like an ADD or a T3i, whatever I was looking at. I was looking at so many different cameras. I literally wanted to get anything I could put my hands on. I filmed on like little point-and-shoot cameras for the longest time. Uh, just because it was just like the look of the GoPro that I didn't know if I liked or not. And I wish I stuck with this. Because this would have pushed me so much more creatively. I didn't like the fish I looked to the point where I was putting... Uh, so in like Premiere Pro, there's like un... Like, reverse is a fisheye effect. It's essentially a way of, like, cropping, but you warp it, like, in a different way. And it makes your image look terrible. And you have to, like, scale it manually. And if you work in Premiere, you know how horribly optimized it is. It's a terrible program, but it's just what I choose to stick with. Um, I'm editing on a Core 2 Duo. And 8 gigabytes of DDR2 RAM. And editing 1080 and 4K footage on it. With tons of effects and stuff. Like, this first intro I made right here. Sorry if you're not watching on YouTube. You, you just get to hear this audio. You don't get to watch the, the video. <laughs> but this first intro, this clip, like right here. The one that's like going diagonally. I didn't know I did that until I exported that video. Like, I, when I exported that I intro, I didn't know I did that until it was done and exported. Like, <laughs> I didn't even watch it back in Premiere because you couldn't. Like, I watched videos on how to do, like, RGB splits and zoom transitions and stuff. And, like, I learned how to do that overlay and then I tried to do, like, some zoom effect and then it didn't work. So, I completely taught myself how to do everything on YouTube through YouTube tutorials and different things. You can literally learn anything through YouTube. And I feel like this is why I have stayed on YouTube for the past five years. You guys haven't seen the videos from five years ago because they're all privated, but I used to upload like fingerboarding videos and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys have only seen the stuff from three years and up because that's when I've really been on YouTube because that's when I felt like I could work more. I started YouTube in fifth grade, and it was on my last day of fifth grade that I filmed my first, like, vlog I'd put on YouTube, but I was filming every single day in my life since, like, third grade. I filmed every single day, and it was, whether it was time lapses of the sun rising or sun setting, and just any trip I got the chance to go on, I vlogged it, and... All of this stopped the summer I started uploading because it was so hectic to film and post every single day. It got to the point where I was filming videos of me skateboarding in my lawn just because I was so burnt out creatively and I didn't know what to do. Also because of what I was editing on and how I had no time management. But just... 
the past three years of my life have been so crazy. And this leads us to now. When I put out the video uh, on my last day, 8th grade, like, I don't remember what it was titled. Shoot. Oh, I vlogged my last day in middle school and here's how it went. Yeah. That was so, like, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I'm, like, getting chills thinking about it. Um, it put me right back into the mindset I was in at the end of fifth grade. Like, oh, I'm going to use the summer to make the best content. And now I can actually do it because I have the tools to do it. I hate when people say gear matters, and I've said gear doesn't matter. It matters to an extent. You don't need to have a giant fancy red camera or like a Canon R5 to do any of it. You can really do it on your phone and portray your creative thoughts through your phone. And whatever way you can storytell, you can make an insane story through it. Like look at Casey Neistat. He has made some of the most insane videos just on like point shoots, phones, and GoPros. But he has access to all of these big cameras and stuff. I feel like I was limited to, like, my I was limited creatively because of the camera that I had, which is true to an extent. It's hard to film cinematics on a GoPro, let me tell you that. But then once you get, like, a bigger camera, it doesn't change your ideas. You're more focused on, oh, did I, like... A GoPro is so much more simple to film on than a giant camera. It's gotten more simple over the past, like, two years of consistently filming, but it's still not easy, per se. Like, even in the last vlog, like, part of it was overexposed, and I had to fix it in, in like, color correction. And I feel like I focus more now on what's going on in the moment while I'm, like, changing my things, like, I'm listening more, and there's more, I feel like I'm more focused on audio now. I definitely have always listened to music. Like, when I was little, I was always listening to music some way, somehow. But I feel like music is now, like, an escape from all these emotions and thoughts that I'm speaking of now. And, like, to think that all of this is completely off the top of my head, like, all of this is off the dome... It really shows how much is in my brain constantly. Like, I talked about this in the last podcast a little bit. Just like looking at what's going on in the moment and really taking it all in. I, I don't make direct eye contact with the camera almost at all. This video, I feel like I'm doing well. But in my vlogs, I'm almost never looking at the camera. Well, I'm usually behind the camera. But when I'm like in front of the camera, when I'm holding the camera up like this, I'm usually not looking at the lens. I'm looking at the side screen or whatever my friends are doing behind the camera. And <laughs> I feel like that's just part of living in the moment and growing up a little bit. And I feel like that's part of the, like, one of the things I, I guess you could say, manifest through the law of attraction is to live in the moment and always take in everything. But I feel like a lot of the time, like, especially, like, when I'm trying to go to bed or when, like, my videos aren't working correctly, I get so stuck up on the past or what's ever currently going on but I'm not involved in it at the moment. And so much of that is relationships. And I feel like that's why... I feel like that's why I... 
sometimes will work better by myself. Even, like, if it's, like, a friendship. Well, that's still a relationship. I'm still going to portray it as a relationship. But, um, I feel like I work better by myself creatively a lot. But sometimes I feel like I need other people. Like, currently what I'm working on, this project that I'm working on right now, uh, that I can't talk about, like, all the way yet, I need people with me. Like, a lot of it's centered around me. And I usually don't like making videos about me, unless it's the podcast. I love doing the podcast. Because that's when I can get all my thoughts out. I, you can see how I kind of run circles in my head all the time. Because I ran over my tracks multiple times within this one podcast. And now that's why I'm going to my notes, so I can look at my recent thoughts. I, pr- I write down all my thoughts on my phone. And I've talked about this. If you're new to the podcast, I write down all my thoughts on my phone. I wrote this down. God damn, I love this place. But after spending a lot of time in it, you need to leave. I was in the shower and I was sitting down and I was thinking about that. I was just thinking about what my life was currently. That was like a week and a half ago. I love Alaska. And I love my town. And I love where I'm at. And I love this room and I love this house. But once you're in it so much, you need to leave. And that's what summers are for me. And this is how I got the name for this project I'm working on. I'm always out in the summer. I'm always doing something creative. I am almost never home. And when I'm home, I'm compiling all my creations into a video. Exactly like last night. When I was explaining how I was working on a video till like 3. I was out all day with my friends for a lot of my, like a lot of my day I was with my friends. And then I come home when I edited, like all night. I feel like I'm so much more creative at night. And I don't know if it's healthy staying up all night doing all-nighters just to get a idea out. But it's all to make others happy. I feel like I've always focused on other people more than myself. Like, even as a little kid, like, I was having a conversation about my old school because of a dream that I had. I had a dream I went back to charter school. My elementary school was a charter school. But I was having a conversation with someone about uh or my kindergarten class. And it made me, it unlocked the memory. I kinda forgot I had. Like I knew it happened and my me and my mom were talking about this. Um but like it I kind of unlocked the memory I forgot I had. I was always, like, like, me and my mom were talking about anxiety, because I feel like so much of my life is, like, about anxiety, and that's, I feel like, what I'm talking about a lot right now, uh, that's, that gets into overthinking, like, my anxiety is overthinking a lot of it, but, like, me and my mom were talking about this, like, when my anxiety actually started, and we dated it all the way back to kindergarten literally kindergarten i was so stressed about going to school as a kindergartner like i was stressed about what my brother was feeling because like my little brother was always like the closest person to me until i started going to school and that's i feel like that's when we grew apart we've grown apart a lot within the past two years still love the kid he's my brother what can i say but i just feel like my life is going in a completely different direction as his and that's completely fine at the end of the day, I'm still his brother. He's still my brother. But I was always worried about the way my brother was feeling. And it got to the point where it was worrying me worrying me, and giving me anxiety. And it made me think about how every day I would show up to school and I was always crying. 
and it leads me to the point where I'm at now. Whenever I get anxiety, I shut down and usually start crying. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm 14. I still have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I haven't cried in a minute. But it happens a lot. Like, a lot. Usually. And, like, my close friends know about it, and they'll help me with it. Shout out to you guys. And I feel like a lot of people are scared to say that. And I made this video up here. Like, the reason why you can't trust your feelings. Like, that entire time while I was editing, I was so sad because I didn't know where my life was going. I was so stuck in between, like, th like four different ideas of where my life was going. Because I was thinking I could end up with, like, this situation and this situation and this situation with all these different people and all these different things. And I was just overthinking constantly. But then it led me to, like, a satisfaction point. And somehow it ended up with me being here. And I just... <laughs> I, I love Alaska and I love where I'm at. And this comes right back to what I was just talking about. Winters are too dark. I can't do it. Like, there's no vitamin D. It's, it's too dark. And this is why I'm out. Literally all the time during the summer. It's because there's so much to take in and so much to do. And this is... It all leads to this project. And I can't talk about it because I don't want to leak it. And I don't want to have all my ideas out. And I'm working on it. A lot. You can tell I'm happy about it. Because it's something I've really been working on for around a year. Like, I didn't know it was going to end up in this project. Like, I didn't know that... the videos I filmed will, would have end up in this project, but they're gonna end up in the project somehow, some way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to make them fit in, whether it's me telling the story directly or telling it through and then dropping the clips in and just... Uh, this is why I pull all-nighters editing. Um, why do they only love or hate you when you're winning? I haven't had this... I wouldn't say I'm winning in life. Like, I'm definitely better than I was before, but I'm not to the point where I want to be. I'm not to the point where I'm going to be. Manifestation, right there. Um, but I definitely... I haven't seen a lot of it. Like, recently. But th this will lead into a story with the past person that kind of created this podcast. Um, I feel like they were there for me. At my, like, lowest point during my ACL thing. But then left as soon as I was a, I was at a pretty high point. Like, I'm dead. Well, uh, I don't know if I'd say that. But it was during the winter. And I'm not the most happy during the winter. It's definitely really, really hard for me to, like, pull myself together. And especially this winter. Balancing myself and a relationship. I really wanted to keep this episode of the podcast away from relationships. But... I can't. It's it's what's on my mind a lot, honestly. But, <laughs> um, like, the person's friends, once it ended, tried to do a lot. A lot to get a lot of my things taken down that don't involve the person that I was with. And it made no sense to me. It was like, why do they hate me? What did I do? I'm not the one that got cucked in the relationship, as I can say from the 
like last podcast. Um, not last podcast episode three. It'll be up there. Um, where I was talking about this. They got one of my TikToks banned off a of TikTok, and I don't know if it was them. And I don't want to like I don't know if it was for sure them, but they were did commenting things on the on the TikTok like right as it was getting banned. So we can only assume that it was them. And I got multiple emails saying that my Instagram password was trying to be changed. I don't think that one was them. But it was a really weird coincidence that it was at the same time. That one was weird. I'm just like seeing seeing that my TikTok got banned and then my Instagram is about to get hacked. My Instagram's good though. But by, by the way, thank you for 500 followers. I remember when I hit 100 and I was like, "What is happening?" I remember when I hit 200 on the YouTube channel, and I was thinking like I never thought I'd make it here. Like I literally have Snapchats where I was thinking I never thought I was gonna make it here, because. Honestly, my goal for YouTube is to keep it for fun. Like, I want to grow on it, and I want to, like, I want to have as many, I'm, I'm not, I'll say it, but I'll justify what I'm saying. I want to have the most amount of subscribers as I can have. Because I want to make the most amount of impact that I can have. And that's why I'm going for quality over quantity on my videos. And that's what I want to do for my subscribers. I'd rather have, like, 300 like really consistent viewers that watch every single one of my videos all the way through then like 1 million people who just click on my video for a little bit and then click off because I pour my whole heart and soul into every single video and I want to make the most amount of impact and that's why I have this podcast and I've gotten so much positive feedback on here and it kind of makes me sad knowing that we only have as many subscribers as we do because I know so many more people can benefit from it. So if you're watching this and you have enjoyed and you've watched all the way through this like 40 minutes, thank you. Do yourself a favor and subscribe. I have so many amazing podcasts coming. If you are listening and you've listened to this point, if you're on Apple Music or not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts or Anchor or Spotify, save it to your library I have so many things coming for this this is my favorite thing ever like this podcast might be my favorite thing besides vlogs and my other channel thank you for listening to me right there um let's get into the next thing I wrote down to my thoughts just go to a random one uh, this is everything I ever thought about how the F did I end up here um, I think this is around the time that I was, like, when I got out of the relationship. Um, I was just so confused how I ended up in this situation because I was at a really high point, like, right after my ACL, like, around my birthday, like, in November, I was at a really high point, and I was so happy, I was thriving, I was uploading, like, around every other week or every week, and I was content with that because of where my life was, and... I balanced my whole life on one relationship, and I'm not proud of that. Like, it was actually really special to me, but I'm just not proud of that. Because I lost my independence as a person, and you can't do that. And I really, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm like 
stuck up on this relationship, but I do think about it a lot. Think about it in a positive way. Think about how I grew from it. And think about how I can change things in this next relationship to where I don't fail again. Because my biggest fear is wasted potential. I feel like I'm running over my tracks so much, but I'm just going to keep going with this. So, I think about it often. Not necessarily per the person, but the way I was feeling in the relationship. Thinking about how they felt. And wondering if it was a lie and how to like actually decipher what was which and what's overthinking. And I don't know if I would call it overthinking. I feel like I would call it like proactive thinking. Like thinking how to put myself in a better situation than I was in before. That's what I would say it is. Sometimes I can get to overthinking, but I feel like I've learned to control my thoughts a lot more after that relationship. And it's crazy how much you can learn from a book or a relationship. Honestly, Audible is... This is going to sound like the biggest brand deal, but I swear I've only ever had one brand deal. Shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. That's not this episode, though. That's episode two. So if you want to support the podcast more, go up here. Go to episode two. Then go listen on a streaming service because I get a little bit of money from that. God damn, I'm already being a sellout. I need to stop. Um, <laughs> God, they just drifted that. That was terrible. That was a front-wheel drive car. Ooh, I can get into that. This camera's gonna die, so I gotta speak fast on this. But, um... I'd call it proactive thinking, because I feel like I've learned how to control my thoughts a lot more from this. And... I don't... I don't know what they have gained from it. But I know that definitely where I'm headed in life and where I'm going, that's all in the past. And I feel like I've manifested myself to this point so much. And that sounds so dumb. Like, I've only had one ever, like one or two teachers ever listen to me talk about like philosophy. And one of them was my language arts teacher who I had a lot of trouble with before. Shout out to you if you're watching this. If you've made it to this point, respect for you. I'm pretty sure you have ADHD too. So, it makes sense how you could listen all the way to this point. But, um, like, whenever I'm in a classroom setting, I don't feel like I'm thinking about, like, the law of attraction or how I can make the most out of my situation because I'm thinking about how can I get out of here so then I can go do other creative things so I can then think about that. So, I guess in a way, it's like a roundabout way of thinking, but, like, I feel like I feel like I can portray my thoughts in a classroom better if it's in the right situation. And I was having a talk about philosophy with a whole classroom in my language arts class. And I remember like seeing in the corner of my eye someone making trying to make eye contact with me, but I had to make eye contact with the teacher and made me think like what is this person thinking in their head and that's I how I subconsciously like led the philosophy too was thinking about the way other people think and it was just a really weird way of doing it and I feel like that's kind of the point where I ended up thinking about that person a lot and I'm not I'm gonna end this part here because I don't want to talk about them but it's just 
so heavily involved with like philosophy and the law of attraction and the way everything links. And I didn't think I was going to end up here. So this is another roundabout way of linking to what I was just talking about. How did I end up here? Oh, it's just, I, I took a negative and turned it into a positive and that's how I ended up with that sign. Speed limit 999. Like, I just feel like through all of this YouTube stuff and God's plan, really, I can turn almost any negative situation into a positive, and I can teach people other lessons through that, like through YouTube, and that's why I want to have the most amount of successes I can do, because I want to... I want to have people learn from my mistakes because I don't want people to go through the things that I've been through because then they're going to end up like this. They're going to end up talking to themselves at 10 p.m. on a Monday night. Then uploading it to the internet while their camera is dying and it's out of focus. I'll catch you guys once this battery is done charging. Okay, so I started listening to the book, um, The Subtle Art to Not Giving a Fuck. And it, it really sparked a, a thought process in me that I forgot I had. And that's not giving a fuck. Because I feel like I didn't give a fuck about it so much to the point where I forgot I had it until I listened to that book. So the, the first, like, two chapters talks about, like, how so much of our life at the moment is looking at what other people have and then thinking about what you don't have and how all these like videos of people saying oh do this and get and then you'll live a more positive life don't work because you're focusing on what you're lacking and the the way to actually be happy is to stop giving a fuck and the way that like the way that he explains it in the book is like that like your your grandpa that used to work on a farm he'd wake up and be like oh i feel terrible who gives a fuck go back to go raking hay and that made me think about kind of what youtube is and like i wake up like i woke up today at 10 and then i fell asleep again, and then woke up at 11, I was like, oh, it's 11, I need to go, I need to do this, I need to do, I need to do all that, and I got, like, so stressed in my head, and then I sit down on my desk, and I was like, oh, I get to edit, let's go, and it made me think, like, why, why did I care about what was just happening when I just needed to do this, so, like, in, in a roundabout way, I knew I had it, but it wasn't, like, in a, I wasn't consciously, consciously thinking, oh, I need to stop giving a fuck about this, I just didn't, really care. I was only focusing on getting to the main thing, which was to edit and to get my video up. So leading into what I was like fully thinking about while listening to it, I was thinking about where my life was at like two years ago, thinking about, oh, I need to have this camera. I need to make this person happy. I need to do this and need to do that to deem myself as successful. And I've caught myself thinking and saying things similar to that. Like, the other day I said something to Bobby. And I said, I deem myself successful when I have a 
photo of a, of me and a girl, like a Polaroid of me and a girl in my wallet. And that was just me messing around. But then it genuinely got me to thinking about what I said. And it made me think, like, why do I, like, what, what is the point in chasing a relationship? And I feel like I have done that a lot. But the situation I'm in now, I'm nowhere near that. I'm just letting whatever happens happen. And he was also, like, in the book, he was also talking about, like, you get anxiety about your anxiety and you're overthinking about overthinking and then it's just like, fuck you all, take a punch. And it made me think about that because I've had that so many times and it kind of made me wonder, like, where did all that go? Because I haven't had something like that happen in a while. And I just realized that I subconsciously stopped giving a fuck. I feel like that's just what God had me do. And it's a weird feeling because obviously I still, I still do give a fuck about a lot of things, probably too many things, even at that, but I'm not like as focused on what I was before. Like I just looked in the viewfinder of my camera and I saw my hair and I was like, Oh, I need to change that. That looked weird. But now like thinking about it, it's just hair and I don't really give a fuck at this point. Um, so hopefully I'll actually be able to apply it and grow from it. I feel like that's what a lot of books have been for me. Okay, now I'm starting to give a fuck about my hair because it feels weird. Okay, hopefully this won't happen again. Hopefully I'll actually apply what he was talking about in my life. I'm all about that, and I don't know why you guys are listening because I was just taught you guys how to not give a fuck briefly. But thank you if you're still watching. I appreciate it. It's just so, so much to take in with all the current things because I'm currently learning a lot about myself and the people around me just because of all the things that I'm doing in my life. And like, I feel like I've gotten a lot of different on, like, I don't like a lot of attention and I feel like this drone has brought a lot of attention to me. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because really, it's just a controller that connects to your phone that gives a GPS signal to four motors and a camera. But there's something so fascinating, like, that fascinates me about it and what fascinates a lot of other people about it. And really, when you think about it, all social media is, is a highlight reel that gets you attention. And I feel like a lot of, especially people like on TikTok, who are just like dancing for views or making like story time videos or whatever, I feel like they're not acknowledging things like that. That really, all it is, is just like, what did I just say? What was I talking about? <laughs> What was I talking about? Oh, like, especially people, like, on TikTok who are just, like, dancing reviews. I feel like they don't notice that it's, like, just kind of a highlight reel. Because I don't know if you could necessarily call that part a highlight reel. I guess they're good at dancing, so it's highlighting that they're good at dancing. It makes me wonder, like, what other talents do they have? I'm sure a lot of people have hidden talents. I have hidden talents. I can't think of any off the top of my head because I've shot a lot of them on my YouTube channel. I haven't really showed me playing basketball. I'm not that good at basketball, though. 
Like, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you're really good. You can make JV. You can make varsity. It's like, hopefully. But if I do, I'm just going to figure out a way to make it there. Because it's really just, I feel like failure is the best way to gain, quote-unquote, success. It depends on what you're deeming as success. But having failed at multiple different things, it really teaches you, like, what you did wrong and how to do it into success. And I feel like that's what, like, relationships are. And I hate how I... Ah! He also talked about complaining about the way that you complain. <laughs> and I don't like I keep circling back to relationships. I feel like that's something I give a little bit too much of a fuck about. This book's got me thinking a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how to reprogram my brain to not think about that. Maybe that's just one of my flaws. I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge like people's flaws. I feel like a lot of people just value perfection. I don't know. I know I value flaws. Like, give positive value to flaws because... I guess someone can have a different version of, like, different definition of perfect because there's no one set definition of it. You can be completely perfect in the body that you're in. But I feel like a lot of people give too much of a fuck and just get so insecure about the way that they're looking and it gets to the point where they just, like, stopped eating and they have just been so centered around looking at other people and wanting to look like them or be like them or have the inspiring lifestyle and it's just such a toxic way of thinking and i have caught myself doing that i've done that a lot and i've thought like i was watching sam colder's videos earlier because i wanted to see like what type of transitions he was doing so i could like apply it to my own work um just because i haven't watched very many of his videos recently because i've watched all of them so many times because i have wanted to live the life that he lives and just like completely envied it and I was editing a little bit. I was like, bro, I really want to travel right now. Because I haven't left my... I haven't left Alaska in three years. Like, I went from traveling every single year to not leaving in three years. Um, we wanted to take a trip uh, this December. But then COVID was a thing. So we pushed it back to this December. December 2021. Hopefully that one gets to happen. We, we're praying that one's going to happen. But... If it doesn't, who gives a fuck? Dang, I'm really taking this into a different direction. It's literally been 10 minutes without listening to it, and I'm thinking about it a lot. I guess I give a fuck about the book that teaches you how to not give a fuck. I'm really running over my tracks. Ugh. I've said that so many times on this podcast, but we need to move forward. We need to not run over the track again of thinking, I'm running over my tracks. Um... I was talking about my connection to the beach that I have next to my house because I feel like that's something that is really connected me with you guys. I feel like so many people have found this channel because of this edit, um, the Costa Rica edit. I can blame that beach for my little amount of success, and I believe I said that at the start of this podcast. Um, my plan for that video was... I don't have a plan for any of my videos to blow up because... Honestly, it's just a number. Not to say I don't want it to happen because I want to reach the most amount of people. But it's just crazy to think I did 14k on that. And how many people I probably put onto that song. 
I think I said that in the last podcast. But I went to the beach today and I walked around like two miles on the beach just because I was thinking about that video and what my connection is with that beach. And I was thinking like, how in the world did all of this happen? Because when I was filming that video, I was just messing around on the beach and just started filming like I usually do. I'll just go to the beach and start filming random things. And I was doing that. And I wanted to, I saw a video about, uh, it wasn't about, it was like an edit uh, in like Hawaii to that song Psycho. Like the song was like, she got me going psycho, she got me going down, 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 that one. And it like, it made me want to film and I was going to make an edit to that song. But then the song Costa Rica, well the Costa Rica remix with the Kid Leroy dropped. And I was interested in Kid Leroy because he didn't have very many, he didn't have very much music out at that point. So I wanted to hear what was going on with him. This is completely before he dropped his project. So I hear and I like his verse, and I was like, okay, I'll just drop it into this edit. I'll make the best of the situation. Hopefully, it will do well, just because the song's relevant. It sat for six months. Then the Kid Leroy drops his project. Video goes crazy. It. I remember seeing the number hit 10k while in class and it was the weirdest moment. Like that was just such an insane moment. I thinking 10,000 people saw that video is crazy. Like that's genuinely crazy. And it kind of makes me want to make edits that are like 2 minutes long again. Because I see that that, that that does well. But is that really the direction I want to take my channel? My idea is to start this business. And that's all like cinematic things and videos for other people. And I'm going to keep my vlogs for me. But also post more cinematic things. And I guess you could say all oh, this has kind of been like training for the business. And I think about this business a lot. Because I want to make the most amount of positive impact. Because I know so many people can just ha have the most crazy connections through one business shoot. And you can impact someone's life so much just through one little thing. But I feel like too many people give a fuck about random other things to have that true raw human connection. So that's what I want to do with this business is to turn it into something where... It can all just be positive vibes. That's all I want is to have like a positive vibes business. And that's why I got this drone was because I would see my Canon M50, my, the camera that kind of started this whole channel. I'd see it sitting there and I'd think like, oh my God, it's just sitting there. I'm down in money. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I was like, wait, I wanted a drone for a while. Why don't I just trade it for a drone and then we got a drone and we got rid of a thing that was making me think negatively I mean it's sick having a drone but it's not my source of happiness I find so many people use physical objects as a complete source of happiness and it's always people that are like oh once I get this car I'll be happy once I get this amount of followers I'll be happy and it's just like does that really, does that really work? Like I was watching, I wasn't watching. I was reading the book, um, the wisdom, the the wisdom of insecurity, 
by Alan Watts, and one of the parts was talking about, like, consumerism promises satisfaction but never actually gives it to you. And the thing about that, Alan Watts was writing all this stuff so long ago, and how it all still applies is crazy. Because, like, I, I've definitely been in that, like, rut, I guess you could say, of... Like, once I get this, I'll be happy. I'm not happy right now. I need, I need to do this and I need to do that. The only thing that you can do is stop caring that you're not happy. And just live in your moment. And then you just have the... You have eternal happiness. If you're always content with the moment that you're in, you're never going to be sad. If you look at all the positives... Or look at the negatives and then realize what you have as positives. If you just narrow down the positives, you can never be sad again. And I feel like so many people don't have that wrapped around their brain. And I want to I wanna put that out there more. Uh, Alan Watts has a theory called the backwards theory. And he talks about this a little bit in that book. And it's talking about how... Like... I have it as an Instagram caption. The the journey to a positive experience is a negative, negative experience within itself. That's how I got put on the Alan Watts was that. And then uh, there was another one that's like the past doesn't exist anymore. All we have is the present moment. The future doesn't exist yet. So all we're ever left with is, left with is eternal now. It was something really similar to that that put me on to Alan Watts. And it made me, like, really think, like, philosophic. I don't know what word to use. Um, But it it made me think about how I can turn my life around. And this was all happening with the grandpa thing. Everything circles back to the grandpa thing and the philosophy. And I feel like that's just the way my brain works. And I feel like that's how anxiety works. is because you just run in circles. And I really, really hope that with where my life is going, I will continue to be humble and not give a fuck, really. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't care about a lot of things enough, and I care about too many things too much. But I don't know if I want to change it, because I'm pretty happy with where I am at in life right now. But I definitely want to grow out more and don't want to sit here forever. Because what's the fun in that? Like, if you're young, you can work and live all your positive moments. But you just have to learn how to balance work and having the fun times. Because when you're old, you get, you miss out. I don't know. That's just my thought. So... Let's let's take one more thing from my notes and then close out this episode. This is the longest episode that we've had. Forever may be a long time, but I wouldn't mind spending it with her. Um, dang, no, I don't want to use that one. Juice talks about all the demons in his brain, and I feel like I have so many demons. 
and I fought them for two years, and I live in this mental state, and it just sucks. Dang. I forgot I even thought like this, because I've just been so focused on where I'm at in the moment. This podcast is taking me back. Dang. Um, so, in Juice World's music, he talks about having, quote-unquote, demons in his brain, and you're fighting your demons, and... It's just negative things. And this proves that manifestation is real. Because if you are thinking in a negative way, negative things are going to happen. If you're thinking in a positive way, positive things are going to be happening. So, I feel like this is how Juice came up with the concept 999, which I apply to my life every single day. And I know that sounds so cliche and stupid, but it's genuinely true. Like, once I heard about 999 and turning negative things into a positive... I thought about how how in the world can I apply that to my life. And I started applying it to my life. And it was just... It felt unreal to think about like... Whoa. There's really positive in every single situation. I was just talking about that. Like, if you narrow down your negatives and then look at where your positives are. If you look at the positives first and then look at your negatives. You can really narrow down what's positive and negative. But if you think it... If if you choose to think in an optimistic way, you're going to look at the positive. If you choose to think in a pessimistic way, you're going to look at the negative. This genuinely proves that there is no one way to look at your life and have all of it be positive. There's always going to be things you dub as negative. Unless you are just completely content with where you are in your life. And you can create your own reality through manifestations and optimistic thinking. And I am living proof of that. I'll talk about this further in another podcast because I know it will always narrow down to this and probably relationships. So if you made it to this point, thank you for listening to me ramble on about a book and what's going on in my head. Yeah, if you made it to this movie video or in the audio, thank you so much for listening and watching. I'll catch you guys in the next episode, which hopefully will have a guest in it pushing to have another guest because it's been a minute since we've had one. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.